welcome to our very first episode of Spy Curious, the podcast. Yay! Woo! A moment of celebration, please. So, it, over the course of the next few episodes, we're going to be reading to you all a spy novel that my stepfather has written. Wait, your stepfather's a writer? Yes, amongst other things. I mean, a pilot, a guitarist, audiovisual expert in his man cave. Quite... Oh. Quite the, the the Renaissance man, if you will. Yes, very interesting and intriguing person. Absolutely. I've met him, and I can say, indeed, he is a very intriguing person. And I think that's kind of where he's getting his inspiration from for this novel. I can only imagine. And I should also take a moment to say that my name is Juliana. And I'm Mark. And we will be taking you with us on this journey of mystery and intrigue and adventure as we dive into the life of a super secret spy. What a sales pitch. I'm already hooked. I know, I, I've been working on it. But I'm pretty sure the book will just sell itself, especially once I tell you what the name is. I can't wait. What's the name? The Incident at Mauna Kea. Wow, so there was an incident at Mauna Kea. Wait, Mauna Kea, that's Hawaii? I, I'm pretty sure it's at Hawaii, and if not, he's made something up, but I he quite likes Hawaii, so it would not surprise me if he chose all there. Right, Hawaiian shirts all around. <laughs> oh, I really hope you're going to wear one to every recording. I think that should be a prerequisite Well, for the this. good news is it's a podcast, so the people listening won't have to see that. No, but we can always post some pictures. Well, I think without further ado, we should just jump right in. Let's do it. So, chapter one, The Enclave. He staggered down the dimly lit pathway. A fob on his keychain automatically unlocks the suite. Dim floor lights illuminate the carpeted hallway to a sunken part of a large den. An electronic scanner detects his presence and snaps an image that matches a database of one. Wow, that's pretty high tech. I mean, he's in a sunken den. Sunken, a sunken den. That's, okay, uh, to each their own. Maybe it has a better function. The sunken floor sinks down another three feet. Ah, there we go. It's not even deep enough. No, it's sinking more. Okay. Small torches flood the baseboards and surfaces with a violet hue. A computer screen and built-in encrypted phones swivel into full display from the flat desktop as the whir of electronic cooling fans come to life. Wait, he left his place without his phone? I never leave the house without my phone. It seems like this is a very much den-specific phone, a bit like the Charlie's Angels kind of thing, like a fixed telephone line. Like like the the red phone or the phone with the red like button on it or something. Yeah, or, uh, I'm imagining something with a bit of like a windy cord, so still attached, very much a fixed so phone. Like, so like an old school phone with like the rotating plates on it to dial a number. I or, wouldn't go quite that old or school. Do you think we're, we're doing more. Keypad. I think we're going keypad. Keypad. We're going okay. 90s here, I think, late 90s. All right, well, that's... Uh, that's uh, I'm, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a visual. So he, really, really high-tech on the one hand with, like, scanning your body image and then, like, an old-school phone on the desk that swivels into place. It's right. the nostalgia. It's, yeah, I, I can see that. Every, every spy place should have that. Heaters light, windows shut, entrances bolt. Low-level lamps come on. Refrigerators hum. Ice water dispenses. Rum is poured. <laughs> Temperature okay. is brought to seventy. Temperature is brought to seventy. Okay, mm. well that's not that's not bad, but the rum is poured. Rum is poured. I like this welcome home. Yeah. 
That's actually quite nice. Yeah. But all the other stuff, what, what, what can you go back? What all is happening? So, so we have heaters coming on. He, heaters coming on. Okay, that's nice. It's going to all windows nice. in this sunken den are shutting. So there's windows to the outside and they're shutting. Yes, that's intriguing me. I, I hadn't quite realized this, but they're in a sunken den, but there are windows and they're shut. Okay. Entrances have bolted. So I don't know yeah. how many there are, but they're all shut they're now. All bolted, they're all bolted, so, so if there's anyone in there with you, you're screwed. Because you can't get out. Mm. Yeah, depending on who it is, but... Well, yeah. Yeah. A bad guy. Low-level lamps. Low-level lamps, come on. Low-level lamps, okay. Mm-hmm. So, refrigerators are humming. This is my favorite, refrigerators. I don't know how many he has, but he's got quite a few refrigerators. Refrigerators are humming. Yeah. Notably. Some bit of a musical in there. And then we have ice water dispensers. At least he's balancing the rum dispensing with some ice water. But did, but did multiple lights go on? Because first there was something with a violet hue. Um, yes. That was, that was the baseboard. Already. That was like the light. That was like a feet. Okay. And then the other one were... Low level lamps. Low level lamps. I'm assuming okay. those are like low hanging lamps. Oh, okay. That's the, and the temperature is about to 70. Which is always nice. And for everyone in Europe, that's what, around 20? Something like that? 20, 25. Well, I think 25, yeah, maybe. It's quite warm, but it's, it's nice. A nice if you just If you just got out from something that apparently is a lot colder. Then... A sometimes sweet German shepherd is automatically let into the main enclave and begins her patrol. Wait, sometimes? Okay. She's sassy. And her name is Baxter. She's the sweetest and also one of the most lethal dogs in the ranks. Can we go back? Her name is Baxter. It's a very classic choice here, I think. He's going for that artistic license here. Yeah, with her name as Baxter. Yeah. This is very future, this is very forward thinking. He's very much embracing and defying gender stereotypes. I am all for it. For dogs, definitely. Hey, gotta start somewhere. She's a trained German Shepherd with a specialty in frigid climates and snow. Frigid climates and snow. Yeah. So, so there's also dogs trained in frigid climates without snow, and those trained in snow but not frigid climates. Well, I'm more intrigued by the fact that the specialty is in frigid climates and snow, and they're in Hawaii. I personally was not aware of all of the, but I'm probably very wrong in this, and I will hear about it later snow-covered mountains in Hawaii, or the need for this speciality there. But I could be wrong. I, I imagine that uh, since the book title was uh, Mount, Mount Akea, yeah, that that should be high enough to have some snow near the top well, at some so. point. Well, I'd hope so. We'll find or, out. Or maybe he's not even in Hawaii right now. For all we know, he's in Siberia. Shall we find out? Uh, if we can. He flicks a switch to put the enclave in safe mode. And passes out from hypothermia. It is 25 degrees below zero in blowing snow. A blizzard 12,000 feet. The fireplace lights after a five-minute timer executes and warms the entire space to 70 degrees. Wait, wait. It really was set to 70 degrees. Well, now it's just doubly sure that it's going to be 70 degrees. But it also waits five minutes. So the first five minutes, you have to be in the cold, even though the temperature is already set to 70, before it actually becomes anything... Close to seven. Hence the rum. It's warm in your inside. I, I totally get the rum now. I mean, I would have gotten the rum without this, but now I totally get the rum. It's necessary. 
Baxter, finishing her short patrol, spots her co-agent and almost by instinct shoves her muzzle into a switch which activates a hypothermia alarm. Floor and wall heaters activate. Hot water begins to flow through computer-selected valves and into tunneled ports of the granite block structure. Hold on, that sounds like your average, normal, everyday floor heating. Yes. Well, okay. you put it like this. No, this I is, mean, it sounds... I mean, this, this, is, this is how I sell my floor heating as well. I mean, water flows through computer-steered valves in through my floor, and it heats up the entire place. And then, yeah, yeah. floor heating. Hey, nice. Jim's next venture. I mean, hey, he, if, he can probably sell floor heating. Oh, by the way, Did he my stepfather's the hey, no, my stepfather's name is Jim. <laughs> the author of this book might be good to know. Showers are set to full throttle as sinks are set to full open. Warm and steamy air begins to circulate throughout the enclosure. Baxter rips off the agent's armband, which injects a dose of morphine as I sleep did, agent. I didn't know about those. Uh, um, if, if you go back a little bit, you say um, water starts pouring. So it opens the, the... I said that showers are set to full, full throttle and sinks are set to full open. Sinks are set to full open. Yeah. So every faucet possible in that building is going. Wow. And it seems like it's going with warm water. Warm and steamy air. Warm water and steamy air. Like it doesn't take much to be warmer than minus, what was it, 25 or so? Yeah. Well, that will get up to 70 quickly. But I'm also loving that the... Agent is already passed out from hypothermia and then is getting a dose of morphine and sleep agent. Just to make sure he's out. Absolutely. Because he was out, but now we're sure he's out and he's not coming back anytime soon. I'm starting to question this Baxter. Yeah, this sounds more like someone trying to kill someone than trying to keep someone already passed out and you give him and morphine, which will put you to sleep anyway. And they've been having rum. I'm pretty sure that's not really safe to and do. sleeping agent and rum. Wow, that's an interesting cocktail. Don't mix your drinks and drugs, Ooh, yeah, people. Yeah, don't try this at home. In the steamy mist of the warming enclave, a radio receiver pops up from the mahogany desktop and begins playing Hawaiian music. So, so that so was Hawaii. so that so that was still in the desk as well. So it's something, some stuff swiveled into place, and then when you think you're gonna sit yeah. down and work on it, something pops up and like scares the living freak out of you. I'm pretty sure he's got that set by now. Like he knows the rhythm and the routine. I'm, I'm sure, but the first time you're going to be uh, you're you may be scared. Had, you may have had a bit of an intro. But at least then you get the Hawaiian music to uh, together with the rum to and the morphine and the sleeping agent to really calm your nerves again. Put you in the mood. Ooh. So, the desktop begins playing Hawaiian, yeah. Hawaiian up. music. Yeah, Hawaiian music. Her ears bend and head tilts to the tune. Her master is unconscious. No shit, he I is. Are you kidding me? Uh, if he wasn't, he is now. I know. I mean, but I feel like it was a secret agent. You never know. They could just be immune to all this shit by now. Yeah, like they build up uh, uh, certain levels that they can just take just it. Rum always is in his veins. Yeah. and She will patrol the enclave throughout the storm, checking on her master from time to time. She dons a lightweight vest of sorts with small weapons, tools, medicine, oxygen, and rum. A hypothermia kit of sorts needed at this elevation. I'm liking all of these things of sorts. Yes, so... Uh... A vest of sorts, a hypothermia kit of sorts, you know, your usual. But I'm also liking that the standard lightweight vest comes with rum. I'm wondering how the, dogs keep, the dog keeps it filled. 
and how it stays lightweight when it comes with rum and oxygen. Oxygen. Oxygen tanks aren't aren't light and medicine and tools medicine and, and weapons. And, and tools and weapons. That is well, at least the vest is lightweight. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know the stuff that's <laughs> in the vest, but the vest itself could be very lightweight. Well, that might be why it needs to be so lightweight. Yeah. Well, the vest is lightweight, designed specifically to her dimensions. The complete kit, the tools, the weapons, the medicine kit, the oxygen bottle, all in jet black. Almost invisible at night. Did we mention that it's a lightweight vest? <laughs> it's lightweight. Uh, it's lightweight. It's lightweight. Okay. Well, and did you know, the high-tech vest kit weighs a scant 10 pounds. Lightweight. With Baxter's enormous size, even for a German Shepherd, weighing in around 155 pounds, all muscle and sleek looking, almost jet black herself, with a tinge of dark brown on her face and ears. I don't know. Is 155 pounds happy for, for a German Shepherd? I don't to know. be honest, I've got no idea, considering our dogs are Shih Tzu and a mix, and they weigh about 15 pounds. That's about the only concept I have, is that a German Shepherd is much bigger than that. So could be 100 pounds, could be 70 yeah. pounds. I've got no concept. Well, I'm going to go with it's not outrageous. But he's also describing one beautiful German Shepherd. That is true. All black, a little mm. bit of brown. Nice. Her master, actually co-agent, is out. Okay. No, yeah. I think, <laughs> Still we, unconscious. I think we established that earlier, that that person is out. Yeah, good point. We said another name. Yeah. Baxter, codename Muzzle, must show patience. <laughs> codename Muzzle. <laughs> the blizzard continued to buffet the solid granite bunker through the night. Outside air temperature plunges to 38 below. A solid granite bunker? Yeah, that would get cold, though. That's with, pretty impressive. With windows. With windows. Baxter continued her patrol. She occasionally drops into her personal bunker. The size of a tiny garage. A, a tiny garage. So, mm -hmm. I, I don't know garage sizes. Tiny garage. That's big enough for, what, a bike? Or or a smart car? Or, like, a small SUV? Like, what, what are we talking about when we say a small garage? I've got or the feeling... Garage. I've got the feeling it's, like, enough to fit, like, a... Okay. Like... But only like only like just so you can like just get out on one side and if you want to get in the other side you first have to drive the car out before the passengers no. can get mm -hmm. in or no i think you can walk around you think you can walk around a mini just Cooper. enough it's 100 i mean yeah i'm thinking so this is the vibe so we're thinking mini cooper size garage mini cooper size yeah. garage with a dog that's half the size of a mini cooper well i would hope that the dog would be <laughs> Less than half the size of the Mini Cooper. I don't know how many German Shepherds you know, but if it's half the size of a Mini Cooper. <laughs> okay. Okay, quarter size of a Mini Cooper. <laughs> I don't know, Mini Coopers in... I'm, I'm, I maybe need to explain this at this point. I'm, I'm Dutch, so in Europe we still remember the small Mini Coopers from, from the UK and not the, the new Mini Coopers from, what is it, BMW, Mercedes, whatever it is, uh, that are like double the size of the old one. That could be. Maybe, maybe that's because what you're describing would be a massive dog. Yeah. So I'm going to go with much smaller than that, but yes. So Mini Cooper size garage is the main point here. So, so new Mini Cooper size garage or, or old Mini Cooper size garage. 
We're gonna go with relatively new, but not countrymen level. Yeah, we're not going that bigger, pumped up version of one. We're gonna go with not that. We're gonna go with just the normal Mini Cooper, which most people can relate to. And no, she's not half the size of it. No, she's definitely not half the size of that. No, can we agree on that? Agree. Okay. So she's occasionally dipping into her Mini Cooper size garage. Oh wait, I'm sorry, tiny garage. There, she can find food and water, and most importantly, stay alive. So she, I, I imagine her looking for food because she can find food and water there. It's on one of the shelves here. It's on one of the shelves. Where did I put it? Where did um? It's, it's this third one. Oh, I can't reach it. Oh, actually, I can't because I'm a big dog. Because I'm the size of a Mini Cooper. Because I'm the size of a Mini Cooper. <laughs> Half a Mini Cooper. <laughs> she has another nozzle switch at the rear of her bunker. This activates a hatch, her escape hatch. Just below the nozzle switch are two lights. The lower illuminated light indicates not to open due to frigid, unlivable conditions. This is quite a smart dog. It knows when it cannot press the button because a different light is on. And I'm pretty sure dogs well, are colorblind. No, so, so and I, I was thinking as well, but it says lower light. So it's position and it's not color. Cause, mm. cause that, so that's actually, I, I gotta have to cr mm. give credit to, uh, to yeah. writer Jim here because uh, uh, it's about position and not color. Yeah, okay, viable. I could believe that. But I'm, I'm impressed with this dog understanding situational elements. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure there's plenty of cases where you train pets that if one light is on, there's nothing. If another light comes on, there will be food. It's like the bell ringing with uh, with Pavlov. Yeah, exactly. But so then you need to make so sure that it's not like every time the other light's on, it's just going to hit the button. No, but it can be that she's trained that if she hits that button, if sorry, if the that she hits that switch when the bottom light is on, then she gets a treat, and if she does the other way around, she gets... Nothing. I'm pretty sure she really shouldn't hit the button when the lower light around. is on. Or the other way around. Or the other way around. I'm, I'm sure there's some training here that you can that you can do. By the way, this is a secret agent dog, so I'm sure it's smarter than me. Yeah, definitely smarter than me. Thanks, Will. Cameras mounted in the nearby forest keep the computer screens alive with outside images at all angles and coverage. Wait, the, the cameras are for the dog or for the person? Um, I'm assuming it's for the bunker in general. It's for the unit. They are a team. Yeah, but like if, if I show my dog a computer screen with anything on it, they completely ignore it. But we've also just established the level of intellect of this dog. I, yeah, It's maybe. way beyond our dogs. Yeah, our dogs are. Her rear escape hatch is similar to a manhole cover in strength, but small in diameter. It is mounted vertically, a sort of cave entrance and exit. The hatch opens to a 50 feet long underground tunnel that exits out into another camouflage cover mounted horizontally in a depression covered by pine cones and tree debris within a small forest area about the size of a football field. So we're on, on a hillside with a, a, a granite bunker on it that has windows, but that should be still someone, something you can't really see. Yeah. And then there's... A 50-foot tunnel, so that's uh, that's half a football field. Mm, and then no, that's 50 yards. Oh, sorry, 50 yards. Is this 50 yards? 50, 50 feet, 50 feet. We get to yards later. We get to, we get to yards later, but so, we're in so feet right now. That. 15 yards at about, give or take. Um, I'm not going to be able to help you with that. I'm not good at math. Well, 
uh, 15 yards at about, and then there is a forest the size of a football field right next to it. Yes. And nothing else. Not that we know of. We haven't yeah. gone there yet. That's all that we know. All we know is that they're in a sunken hill and that there's a small forest not far away. So, shall we find out about the war? Are you trying to find where you were? <laughs> yes, pretty much. Let's go back. Okay. A small pond and creek runs through. Most of the terrain, excluding these small forest areas, are solid granite and lava with strewn boulders, some the size of cars. So, there are multiple forest areas and there are creeks. And boulders the size of cars. Are those like old Mini Coopers or new Mini Cooper size? I think boulders? that they're countrymen Mini Cooper size things. <laughs> I'm pretty we're gonna, sure. We're going to just measure everything in Mini Cooper sizes from now on, I guess. And I think we should always stick to new Mini Cooper sizes then, so that we're all on the same page here. And just normal ones. They were on the edge of the largest mountain in the world. I was unaware... That Mount Akeo was the largest mountain in the world. Well, I, th- I think the word largest here is, is key because the highest we know is Mount Everest. But Mount Everest may not necessarily be the largest, depending on how you measure the size of this. If you say the width, the length, the, the, the top compared to where the base is, like all those kind of things could come into play when you're trying to determine the, the, the maximum size of something. We know it's not the highest mountain. No. Well, but, let's... But let's largest, just... I don't know. That's, that's an intriguing intriguing word choice. Maybe somebody can help us figure that one out. Yes, if you have any idea if, if Mount uh, Mauna, Mauna Kea is indeed the largest mountain in the world... Then, in uh, any way. In any way you might measure it. Yeah, Get maybe creative. like width or like depth or I don't know, anything. Just let us know. Baxter continues her patrol and is on top of the agent when he starts to stir. She sinks her teeth into a pre-installed black rubber handle on the back of the jetpack neoprene cold weather suit. And the, starts sorry, to the, the, the jet black neoprene, neoprene cold, cold weather, weather suit. suit. Yes. Okay. And there's a black rubber handle on it. It yeah? sounds like a normal wetsuit. Which I don't really know why he's wearing a wetsuit. So, latches onto this. And starts to drag the agent step by step into the granite stone shower that is running at full blast at high temperature. Wait, wait. So the showers went on, mm-hmm. but he wasn't even in the showers yet. It was just to create steam. Yeah. And they've been on ever since. And we have no idea how long this has been. That must be quite the energy bill. Yep. Well, either way, it must be a sauna in there. By now, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming time hey, has passed. I'm not complaining. A sauna in Hawaii? Doesn't sound bad. A nice little holiday. Except when you're unconscious from the hypothermia, the, the rum. morphine, the <laughs> rum, and the sleeping agent. Yeah, nice little cocktail. The agent is able to sit up on the floor near a stone bench, water pouring over his head. She he, backs wait, up. He, he's, he's awake again? Yeah, that's what he said. Wow. Starts to stir. Yeah, I know, but you can like move a little bit when you're unconscious. But... Well, that water, that water woke him up. Wow. The agent is able to sit up on the floor near a stone bench, water pouring over his head. She backs up along his side and offers him a canister of rum, warmed rum from her battery-powered vest. Of course, you need to warm up the inside as well. Yeah. I have a question. I have a question. You're more of a rum fan than I am. Is warmed rum good? Um... 
warmed rum it's it's actually it's um, an acquired taste no I but think. you're um so some people always want to drink rum with ice yes and and i'm one of those people who drinks rum preferably without the ice then it's room temperature so then, I wouldn't it's, say warm, though. So then it's room temperature but since the room right now is pretty warm i would imagine the rum would be warm as well i i have never tried it so i can't say if it's going to be good or not but um compared to room temperature rum I, I don't think it's going to matter too much. As long as it's a bit of a, a sipping rum, then that will be okay. If it's like a rum, you can just pour down and it's nice if it's a bit colder. So let's go with this is not Bacardi. So this is definitely not Bacardi. Okay. She sits down next to him as he pulls off the upper part of his suit, which exposes a small blood trail leading down the length of his arm to his fingertip. It's dried blood. The injection point for the site of the medicine is just one of two injection points. The other tiny needle took a blood sample into a miniature vial that is attached to the hypothermia survival kit that Baxter had initiated some five hours earlier. Five hours. Five hours. So everything's been going for five hours. I Like I said, quite the energy bill. I don't think they're too bothered about that. But the, what did the second uh, needle do again? It, took, it was a... It was a it, it a drug a test. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's it's a drug test. Yes, it's a drug well, test. Well, I, I think he's been drugged because I think he's had morphine and sleeping agent. So Yeah, yeah. they're not testing for that. And yeah. if he was drugged with that, then good work because it's been double-dosed. Well, let, let's hope they did the test before they administered the drugs. Yeah, good point. I think it might have been simultaneous. Something was wrong. He says he had been drugged. Well, yeah. But yes, he's morphine, been drugged by his sleeping dog. agent. Oh, my God. Yep. Baxter drugged you. You're right. He begins to feel better after polishing off the canister. That so, rum. Polishing the rum. Sorry, this is my second language. Polishing off a canister is finishing yes. your drink. Yes. Okay. Polishing something off. Okay. That's good to know. Yep. So he finishes his drink and he feels better. Yep. Okay. As we all do. Well, it must be some, some exceptionally good rum then. He walked gingerly over to the bar and pours another straight rum shot and downs it. Whatever it was, it was not a lethal dose. Of rum? I'm assuming of not. Morphine? Yeah, exactly. Of, of morphine? Of sleeping agent? What, what, which dose wasn't legal? Lethal. Lethal. Yes. I said legal? <laughs> wow. I'm hoping he's over 21, so I'm going to guess the, that thing. it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> but but it was it was it was provided so uh, but alcohol was provided to him by the dog who cannot yes. have been over twenty one. No, well, in dog years, in I'm dog assuming years, the dog maybe. is more than three, so I'm pretty. But let's. <laughs> the, the assumption here is that he's been drugged prior to getting back to the enclave and being drugged by his dog. Yes, and being drugged by by Baxter. He did not remember anything about how he made it back to the enclave, although he assumed by the usual route. Along the way, he was drugged. There we go. Nailed it. Nailed it. He needed to find out the chemical makeup of the substance. Who did it and why? And it was not Baxter because Baxter was back there and just drugged him later. Yeah, exactly. He was very open about that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was cam there were cameras or something in there. He, could he looked over and through the bar windows and into the rugged-looking granite shower from which Baxter had emerged, shaking off the water like a duck. Wait, a dog shaking off water like a duck? Oh. Why, why can't she shake the water off her like a dog? Because that's what a, a dog does. I imagine, actually, I don't really think ducks are more graceful, so I don't really think that. Yeah, what's it. the difference between a dog shaking off water and a duck shaking off water? Uh, good question. Imagine this. Dogs do it in one big messy swoop, and ducks kind of like 
slap it and shake it about bit by bit. They're very similar, but then different. They're more a layered approach. So I have a feeling this is a bit of a layered shaking off. Don't don't dogs go from like head to tail as well in the shaking part? Um, I don't know how bit. often you wash our dogs, but I'm just gonna go with no. Yeah, but our considering dogs are, our they dogs just are did tiny. it. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. They can still shake their butt or their head. Yeah, but I have a feeling they like do their tail kind of left. You can tape that one time and take a look and really pinpoint it. Let me know. I will. I will. Anyways, Baxter shakes it off like a duck. Yeah, it's a special dog. It is a special dog. She's wonderful. From the begin, from beginning at her nose and continuing through to her tail in a continuous succession of waves, she shed water. Water sprayed in every direction. She did this on purpose to irritate him. She sat back on her rear and looked up. This silly dog appeared to be smiling. Well, I would too if I did something like that on purpose. But That's why I shook it like a how, duck. How how else should she have shook it? Shook it? <laughs> oh, he's shucking oysters now. Shaked it? <laughs> how else should she have done it? There we go. Um, like a dog. Maybe not like a duck. But then the water would have still been everywhere. I'm assuming that she shook it all over him. Or at least not in the shower area. So he has to clean it up. She then ran over to the side of the computer desk and smashed her nose into the switch that brought the enclave back to normal. The temperature was computer controlled. The outside temperature read 22 below with wind speeds at 90 knots. So it was warming up to 70. Does it mean it's now no longer 70? It's going to be colder in there? Or what are we, what are we thinking here? Are we, are we thinking... I'm thinking everything, a cool 68. Everything goes back to normal? Yeah, but I mean, if it was 70, 70 is not that abnormal of a temperature. So No, but with all the all the steamy water and the oh. sauna being on there, I imagine by now it's going to be like 80. Ah, oh, quite humid. Yeah. So probably maybe back down to 70. Back down to 70. It's really fine. But it's computer controlled anyway, so. Yeah. He sensed something was wrong. Down at sea level, at high-low, the climate was different, both in terms of weather and danger. The next evening at sunset, the results came back from the lab. Wait, which the was... next evening? Yes. So, so the, he, the danger so he, is imminent. So, <laughs> so he came back at night because it was the, the path was was lit. Yes. And then he was passed out for five hours. So yes. that's already like from let's say he came back ten in the evening. No, I'm just no. Oh, or I'm later. Later, even or if later. Like middle of the night. Even even later, middle late. Doesn't matter for what I'm trying to say. Okay, let's hear. So let's say he comes home at midnight. Yeah. Five hours later, it's like five in the morning. Yeah. And then next evening, are we talking like that day in the evening? Or are we talking that day has passed, another night has passed, another day has passed, and then in the evening we get the test results back? No, I'm going with that evening. It's the same evening. So that's, that that's, day has passed and it's evening time That's now. still quite long. If I go to the hospital and uh, they want to know if I overdose on something, they don't have to wait an, a day to come with the results of the test. They kind of know that from the blood test in, well, maybe minutes, but for sure within hours, because they're going to have to figure out what it is I overdose with to know what they need to do to remedy it. Well, so, we're not at a hospital. We're at a bunker with two people. Still, everything is so high well, tech. I would have expected this to, uh, to be better. Well, what I'm more intrigued about is we get this whole scene set for us that 
down at sea level, at high-low, the climate was different, both in terms of weather and danger. And that's it. So was the danger there higher or lower? And was the weather there better or worse? I mean, I, I would assume better. But we've got no idea. And he just leaves us hanging. So all we know, the next evening at sunset, the results came back from the lab. Which was nothing more than a module sitting inside one of the cubbies of the high-tech desk. Maybe that's why it took so long. Because it's tiny. And we've got that 90s old school phone, so who knows how old this test is. This testing system. Sounds like we need to invest a little bit more in that kind of stuff at the agency and a little bit less in, uh, I don't know... Energy bills? Escape hatches? The module indicated a medium dose of sodium pentothal and a small amount of hallucinogenic with a medical name of some ten syllables. Which is... Which is not given. No. It's okay. too complex for even me to say. That's it. It's just got ten syllables. That's all we need to know. Ten I'm syllables. sure somebody can Google something and figure out which one he's talking about. All right. If you know which one it is, please let us know, including all ten syllables. Yes. Break it down. Why was he given a truth serum? Why the hallucinogen? He remembered a colorful walkway when he entered the enclave. H- hallucinogen and... Uh, and truth serum. So they want him to imagine something and say it as if it's the truth. It's a fun combination. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, unless they were given in a different order. But if they gave first the hallucinogenic and then the truth serum, then that gives an interesting truth. I'm going to go with the truth serum and then the hallucinogen for him to try to wander home with. And to make him forget about what happened or at least distort his memory. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. It's a, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. He remembered a colorful walkway when entering the enclave. There that, was no... That sounds like something you would get from, from a hallucinogenic, that you see very colorful things. Especially because there was no such thing. There we go. Yes, exactly. The only entrance in and out was Baxter's manhole. There was one other exit, but it was more destructive in nature. But which one did he then enter to? To because he didn't enter through the through Baxter's escape hatch, and there's another entrance, but this was the only entrance. That's the only entrance, and we said he was hallucinating, so he must have entered through that manhole. But he thought it was, and we were described it as such to keep it. He's really doing this from the perspective of the why the truth serum. He knew nothing. Everything in the organization he worked for was compartmentalized. He took orders and executed them. He did not know where the orders came from, nor did he know co-agents that might be working in his locale. He knew Baxter, actually Muzzle, and that's all. He and Muzzle went through training together with other agents and their canines years ago. He didn't know anyone, but he did go to training with other agents. Yeah. But he doesn't know the other agents. But this was years ago. Yeah, so what are we saying? The others are all gone? No. But he, but how would he know? Because he doesn't know the others and he doesn't have contact with them. He only gets orders. Yeah, good questions. I know. I doubt I, Jim will answer them. I doubt we're going to get answers to them, but... I don't think so. But either way, he doesn't know these people anymore. They're just blurs and faces. He doesn't know them anymore. They're just, they're, they're banished from his, from his life. Yes, exactly. He's left them in South America. In order to keep the training secret, that's where they trained. The other reason for the out-of-the-country training camps were that he and Muzzle could not be tied to any sponsor country. Neither wore any insignia tags or military garb. 
They both had dis- several disguises and modes of operation. Wait, a dog with disguises? I imagine Baxter with like glasses on or, or a beanie or, or uh, a suit or a mustache, you know, the, like the, the fake nose with the mustache and the fake glasses, which would be funny because it's a female dog, Baxter. But I would go as well. I'm pretty sure there's a TV show, Sherlock, which was a which was a beagle, and I think he wore glasses and things. So, it well, might be inspiration from Sherlock. That, that may be the inspiration. Puppy. Yeah, I'm seeing it now in front of me, and I'm assuming that a German Shepherd could pretty easily. Definitely. Whoever had drugged him did not get what they wanted, and did not find the location of the bunker. They would have killed him otherwise. Someone needed him alive. An enemy agent and his sponsor, perhaps. Why would his sponsor want him to die? But also, he how was. How sponsor? How 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 difficult is it to follow someone who's heavily mm. drugged? Because they they caught him. They they you know they they captured him. They they drugged him. They gave him hallucinogenic and other stuff. And then they released him again without killing him, which is really interesting. Yeah. And and then they're unable to follow him back to his man cave. Let's just called it that for now and uh his enclave i know but <laughs> with all the high-tech stuff in there it could be a man cave just add some you know beer and, uh, and a big flat screen hey, except and, there's uh, baxter in there baxter's a woman so mm-hmm. uh, i don't see a problem with having some bitches in there either way i don't really know it's a super secret spy i'm pretty sure he could avoid detection he got away despite being drugged and like not remembering anything he did manage to elude the people who were following him maybe he was so drugged that he just threw them off completely and they thought he would die in the cold and instead or they didn't follow him after or they know or they know where he is and they just haven't done anything yet yeah i think that's more likely he and baxter needed to find out who in the meantime they had a mission tonight wait let's reread that he and baxter needed to find out who in the meantime they had a mission tonight it was the exact same mission they executed at midnight each night. They had missed last night because he was drugged and passed out. So not every night. No. But does that also mean he was probably home before midnight? Um, no. He could have also come in late. Mm, and that that's is... why they missed it. Exactly. Multiple. Baxter, come. Muzzle was in front of him in an instant. Recon mission. Her ears perked up and she knew intensely keen... She was intentionally keen and sat in place. She knew 50 commands, discrete commands. She instinctively knew much more. These 50, though, were orders. Muzzle, go. And that is end of chapter one. Wow. I mean, I know the suspense is just building here. What will happen? What are they about to go do? Who who drugged him? What is this situation at high-low? Is it actually better weather or worse? And what is the danger level? And which commands does Baxter know? Find out next time on Spy Curious.